Dear listener, Clock Tower is intended for mature audiences and might be inappropriate or possibly triggering to some. Many of the themes and events in Clock Tower are inspired by weird fiction as well as similar concepts, which means the show can get dark. If that isn't something you enjoy, please listen at your own discretion. We here at the Clock Tower care about you, so please put your mental health first. Our show will be here when you're ready. Welcome to a special episode of Clock Tower, a D&D 5e experience. This episode is one of three miniature episodes that gives more insight into the agent's time on their path to the Clock Tower during our arc, Shattered Mirror. As always, our players are playing a custom class called the Clock Tower Agent, and we play with house rules in our games that we as a group collectively enjoy. I hope you enjoy this episode, and welcome to the Clock Tower. Clock Tower. Clock Tower. And Rock's gonna open this and walk through. Walk through. I'm about to win another free stuff This bear has a crown. We saved the king. We saved innocent lives on the space station. Cleaned up what seemed to be a dead world, but it didn't seem to seem to dead. Um, I'm gonna go with rock. As thousands of boots trudge through deep mud, you see a heavy fog silhouetting what you assume to be the oncoming enemy force. Banners that are torn wave in the distance as heavy wind causes water to run down your face, into your eyes, so much so that you have to constantly brush the water out of your face and your hair out of your face and in the distance you see those figures moving closer as the ones on either side of you continue to press forward so much so that even if you were to want to retreat even if you tried to step backwards there would be people at your back pushing you forward so that you had to go with nowhere else to go but forward Brock what do you do? I charge forward As you charge, you see faces, flash of metal gleaming in what little light there is in this overcast battlefield. There's a man running up to you, his face almost blurred by the mist and fog and the water in your eyes, but he seems to have an axe and he is swinging with a great aggressive force towards you. I'm going to try to, like, parry his axe with... The, the sword blade, like, kind of duck it to the left to try to shoulder check him to knock him off his balance. Do I have clock tower dice now? I think I'm just a dude, right? No, you don't have clock tower dice. Do I have any of my attributes? No. So straight roll? Mm-hmm. Four. You, uh, you do manage to shoulder check him, and you, you push him off a little bit, and his axe swing does seem to miss you, but it bites into something right next to you as there is more liquid on your face now but this one is warm in the overcasted mist as the red splatter on rock's face kind of stings your eyes 
and uh, the person next to you just falls down. And even as this person wielding the axe is trying to pull it out, the people behind you are pushing you forward, trying to get out. There are people with shields and swords and everyone moving quickly, and the people to your left and right are engaging with people, and the dude with the axe is quickly overtaken by them, and you are you kind of like see them by your your left hand side falling to the ground, being stabbed with tons of swords, and after a little bit of time, you manage to make your way through. Whatever that means in this various moment is arguable at best, because in the distance you still see more shadowy figures and there are people still fighting all around you, but the group of people, the line that you're in, kind of manages to make its way up to what looks to be a trench, dug in with big walls, and you see like a lot of things that as you're looking to the side, you're, you pause at there is these bags that are sort of like tan lightish gray that's sort of stacked up on the sides of the trenches as if to give some sort of better protection from oncoming forces as well as um metal helmets that seem to be like a sort of olive green that is weathered away but look like they've rusted beyond possible belief and there's banners that look like they've just been stuck in the ground in these trenches and as you as you look at the banner you're trying to see it through all of the the moisture and rain but as you're looking up at it you, the symbol on it is still like hazy it seems like you're you're starting to process it you're trying to make out what it says and as you do so somebody like Taps you on the shoulder and goes, "Oh, right, we gotta, we gotta figure something out here. We're never gonna make it out of this." And you see a man. Who are you? The guy kind of looks confused at you, and he's got like a real grizzled face with a bunch of scars on it, and uh, he's wearing kind of like clothes similar to yours, but it seems like all of his the coloration of him is all kind of off. Like it's all kind of muted tones even more so than the usual drab gray that clock tower agents wear it seems like his like any sort of vibrance about his character is completely gone and uh he goes so fucking time for asking questions get down here and uh he uh you see like a few other people huddled around and he like grabs you by the shoulder roughly and like pulls you into the trench as one guy with a sword seems to be drawing in the dirt and he goes we gotta think of a plan if we don't have a plan we're gonna die Rock is very stunned kind of like almost taken aback from being right in the middle of a warlike setting to then having this like moment to breathe and with everything being so hazy it's kind of hard for them to capture their bearings it almost feels like they were knocked unconscious and just woke up like where am I what is going on but as soon as they see that huddle of people, they kind of slightly snap back into it and say aloud, whatever you need me to do, I am here. Several of the people look up when you say that and they kind of like, they all look to you as if they're acknowledging how much of a help you are. But as you're looking at them, it's like, it's almost hard for you to make out some of their faces and you don't have much time to think about 
how odd that seemed because as they're all coming up with a plan, a small rock lands in the trench in the middle of all of them. And as you look at the rock, you realize that it is that same sort of olive drab green color that the helmet is. And then you realize that it's not a rock. As soon as I would see it plummet, I would immediately turn and run. You have enough time to take two, maybe three steps before a deafening explosion is heard behind you and launches you forward into the trench. And as you're laying on the ground, you see your sword on the ground in front of you and maybe one or two feet as you're like completely covered in mud, almost unable to see through it. So you're saying completely covered in like but just like from like your face down like in mud and in front of you you see the light gleaming off of your golden sword i would push myself up with as much swiftness as i could with one arm wipe the mud from my right eye and then with the other go to pick up my sword roll 19 you manage to push yourself up and grab your sword just as people start running through the trenches and then across the way you start hearing all kinds of like deafening reports of what you can only assume to be guns that start ripping through the uh, people on your side running through the trench. And you quickly realize why this trench is here. Rock would probably be crouch walking through the trench, not immediately going into the gunfire, like going through the trench. And they would say aloud to themselves, why the fuck do I have a sword if they're guns? And you would just crouch walk through the trench to like see if maybe the trench leads somewhere to where there aren't gunfire uh-huh. raining hellfire down upon us. Uh-huh. So that. As you are slowly making your way through the trench, you see that uh, there is a point forward ahead of you that there are so many bodies stacked up in the trench that you'd have to climb over them and be above the trench for a little bit to go forward more. How decaying are these bodies? Not. And from the sound of, of heavy gunfire in this area, you assume that they just kept running over each other and adding to the pile. Could I use my sword to, like, make a pathway through the bodies? Holy shit. Like a machete you would use to go through the jungle? I mean, you could try to mine your way through the bodies, I suppose. Nice. 16. You start using your giant sword trying to hack through the barrier of bodies in your way, and as you're doing so, and you seem to be making a disturbing amount of progress through the bodies when uh, you hear that same horn blown in the distance and you hear screams of people above you charging forward and before you know it there is a very aggressively scarred up burly man who's dropped down into the trench next to you who looks over at you and he's holding two bearded axes and he's got like a huge does he look hostile yeah he looks wild and he looks at you and goes, I want to take one of the bodies and chuck it at him. Roll. Six. As you, like, grab one of the bodies, it's just, like, caught on all of the other people, and the dude takes his fucking bearded axe and just swings it at you. Roll. Two. You see the axe bite all the way into your chest. Just, like, 
to the handle of the axe and like you see it buried in your chest and then as the rain seems to pour heavier and that guy kicks you and adds you to the pile of bodies everything like starts to go black for a second and then you wake up and you hear the dull murmur of camp life of everybody milling about um you hear some people like in a giant kettle pot cooking some food and you can hear as the wooden spoon hits the edge of the kettle pot occasionally you can hear the dull murmur of conversation and you see yourself laying down in the same cot that you woke up in and then that same horn blares in the distance would rock have any knowledge like would he have any knowing that this feels like it's been repeated like a deja vu or is this just like a at this point as you're sitting up in the cot it feels like the moment in a dream when you realize that you are asleep then rock would probably get up the horns blaring which means the fighting should have started at this point again correct? you hear people moving towards the battle and you look around as you are like in that sort of moment of feeling like something is off of like feeling like you might be dreaming you do recognize where you are because in this tent you see moments memories of where you came from and where you're going you see like on a footlocker a small framed photo what you can only assume to be your family as you're looking at it you see a board that is hanging from some of the supports of the tent and on it there is a map that has the enemy territory sort of mapped out and in the distance beyond it is the thing you're seeking rock will get up off the cot how big is this tent it's probably about like nine feet tall at its tallest point and it goes down like a ten wooden angles but the angles only go to a point where like five feet am i the only one in it yeah it's your tent uh rock would get up take the photo of the family put that somewhere on their person take the map and if they could instead of going towards the fighting sneak out the back way and go from where they came like where they their camp is go backwards okay as you like take the photo of your family and you start heading backwards through the camp and the camp starts getting more distant in the background the road becomes more narrow to the point where eventually after walking over large hills and like trudging up them to the point where you feel exhausted you see them go down below to a dark twisted forest I keep going as you start trying to make your way through the forest you see that the trees are looming ominously but it's not just the creepy air of being in like a spooky forest it's it's like when you're looking at the trees the bark on them looks like it's moving creeping upward or downward and you can't tell which it is like the effect that some people will put on moving photographs so that it looks like they have some sort of movement to them but you see the trees are doing that and the the leaves are less so leaves and more so sort of hazy shapes that seem to move 
and as you make your way through the uh, the dark part of the forest, you uh, you feel yourself starting to forget the battle a little bit. Like it's it's starting to become a distant memory in your mind, but you also feel like you're starting to forget other things. Rock would keep going forward, but making sure to clutch the photo of the family as close to their chest as they can, periodically looking down at it to almost memorize the faces as they keep going. And that's the thing. As you started making your way towards this forest, away from the battle, away from the thing you're seeking, and towards this family, as you look at the photos, you can't really make out their faces. And you're not sure that you ever could. And as you go deeper, you feel as if there's like some thread, some string that is telling you to go back to the battle, telling you to try and push through, telling you to try and get to the end of it. But you're almost still spurred on by that photo. But when you look down, the family that you remember from being in the tent, the people you left behind, looks different now. Because as you look down, you see yourself and Jaeger and Reagan and Sam all together in the clock tower. And as you look at it, you realize that you're going away from them. And then I turn around, go back from where I came. As soon as I get back to the tent, if I make it back to the tent, I ready my sword and I charge. When you make it back to the camp, you realize that everybody has already gone forward. They have already marched into the battle. The endless ceasing war that is what you have only known for so long. But even that statement is both correct and wrong in your mind. Because there was a time where all you knew was this war. And the thing you were seeking on the other side of it. But... Now, you still also know what's on the other side of it. You know that the clock tower is there. Before I venture forth from this camp, can I find a gun? (laughs) Uh, As you look around, you realize that the entire camp is, for lack of a better term, completely medieval. Even the kettle pot is, like, hand-forged, not manufactured at all. Rock's gonna look puzzled and then like kind of reach back in the memory and go, is there a bow and arrow anywhere around here? Will that do? Is there a bow and arrow anywhere around? It seems that all of the archers have taken their equipment. <sighs> range weapons don't like me, so I don't like range weapons. Alright, well, I can still feel the blood in my eye. Ugh, God's in the corner. Well, time to charge in a certain death. <sighs> ah! And they'll just start fucking booking it towards the battle. And as you book into the battle you see the same sort of like misty haze the banners but this time there aren't people pushing you backwards there aren't people at your side in fact for the first time in your recent memory or your memory of this place you're charging forward alone but as you charge forward alone there's there's something familiar about that too that you're the only person running out ahead and you make it about halfway to the trench with bodies all around you as you're charging, and then you kind of stop at the trench, realizing what lies beyond the trench, and you look back to to ask your friends why they aren't charging forward with you, and 
you realize that they're not here. As I'm stood in front of the trench, can I look at some of the bodies and see if I can make out any discernible faces? You do, and you don't. They're all covered in mud, or as you look at them, they're kind of hazy. Is there anyone around me right now? No one living, but you can hear the sounds of battle up ahead of you, and already the sound of guns. Can I pull a gun off of one of these people? They don't have any guns. What the fuck? Uh, I'm going to pull a bow and arrow off one of these people. Go ahead. Look for a bow and arrow. 16. You find a bow and arrow. So it's a crudely made bow with a couple arrows that you managed to pull off of a body. All right. Well, that fight's going to be there for at least another couple minutes. Let me actually try this and see if I like it. Rock's going to try to, like, shoot a bow and arrow with no absolute training. Roll with disadvantage. Dope. 18. One. The bow snaps. <laughs> this ain't for me. The arrow, Fuck this. The arrow <laughs> fires off, but not before it smacks your thumb real hard with the uh, the knock of the arrow. Fuck. All right, yeah, this is bullshit. I don't know how the fuck they use these things. Let's get up close, pansies. Gonna hop down into the trench. As you hop down into the trench, you see that there's a guy going, What are you doing? Get down here! We need Shut to the fuck cut. up! Grenade, five seconds. Gonna walk the other way. You hear the guy going, We don't need you anyway! And all of a sudden, <laughs> in the distance. Dumbasses. All right, I'm gonna walk t- walk towards the, the body pile. All right, I gotta sell a couple seconds before that axe guy comes down here. What can I do? Ooh, what if I put him? Ooh, can I make him slip? Mm. Uh, Rock will think this out loud, but then ask DM because I am stupid. It's blood slippery. On smooth surfaces. Okay. Um, right now uh, you're kind of in mud, so like the whole ground is not great footing. Dope. dope. Okay, so if I cut through, that guy's gonna get me. Ooh, can I make stairs? There are ladders leading out of the trench already. Ah! Pull a ladder. Put it on the pile of bodies. Roll. Four. You climb up the ladder and you feel a lot of like stinging hot spots all over you. Feels weird. As you hear the reports of gunfire in the distance. Uh, and you wake up on your cot again. Alright, one more time. And you start, like, for lack of a better term, using what you've learned as a clock tower agent of I fucked up, let's do it again. As you make your way through this battlefield and by the time you end up getting to the end of this this battlefield, you see a similar dark forest to the one that you had seen previously, but this one is a neat but ominous path going forward. This makes more sense. All right, I'm coming home, boyos. Coming home. Saunter. As you walk, you uh, kind of put your sword back on your back in its, in its sheath, and you hear the sounds of battle behind you the never-ending war that you came from still raging on and in the distance you see the thing you're seeking a large clock tower with a blank face that's hands turn in different directions and at different speeds home sweet home walk forward 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 Hey, Ellie again. Thank you for listening. As always, I'd like to thank our producer, Who's, at Who's.Music, and our Dead Air team for making the episodes what they are, and going the extra mile to bring you this bonus episode. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Alpha Lupine Images, for donating the equipment to help us make more content with better quality. Thank you to Parker for their great performance. As always, thanks again for listening. 
Our next episode, episode 29, will be out on our usual schedule, Friday, July 23rd. And our next Shattered Mirror bonus episode will be out sometime in the future. Until then, time's ticking. See you in the clock tower. <laughs>